When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually 1 billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to uh, Don't Call It a Comeback, where we're changing the name to Car Stuff. Right, Scott? The first official Car Stuff podcast woo that's us okay and uh don't worry we haven't changed too much my name is still ben bolin and uh this week i am in charge of metric conversions which we're not doing on this podcast just around the office (laughs) very good very good and uh my name is scott benjamin i'm the auto editor here at howstuffworks.com and uh today got an interesting topic i think a lot of people have uh, some curiosity about this yeah and not just people in the wide world of the internet but we have a couple of enthusiasts uh here in the office true and uh they would probably actually one one of our guys i think asked me about this uh a couple months back oh no kidding okay well yeah. uh, hopefully we can get an answer for him today and what what question are we trying to answer Turbo versus supercharger. Who, uh, which is better? Which, uh, you know, what are the benefits of each one? What's mm-hmm. the difference between each one? Really, is the mm-hmm. is the main concern is because, you know, what does each one do, and how do they uh, how do they differ? Mm-hmm. And that's and, really it. And you know, this uh, we should let you guys know, getting into it, that you're not going to get a definitive answer from either Scott or myself. Yeah, that's and, fair to say because yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't say what's going to work best in every situation. So every, everybody's going to have their own favorite. And as you hear, you know, as we get down to the advantages, disadvantages, those, you know, play better for some person versus another one. Uh, depends on what type of vehicle you're using, what you're using it for, uh, you know, the intended purpose. So, um, find out which one is best for you. Oh, and before we get into the, uh, shocks and jolts and the nuts and bolts, uh, Scott, I have to tell you, um, our buddy Tyler in the in the production department, yes, you're aware, mm-hmm. uh, came up with a pretty good nickname for you for Scott me, Scott the Tiger Benjamin. The Tiger, 
Actually, he didn't do it on purpose. He used the word tiger earlier today, but that'd be cool. How do you feel about that, huh? Uh, nice. Scott, the tiger or Scott Tiger? You know, tiger? I, either or. I feel like that. I feel like the um, proper noun adds tiger's a something somewhat fitting. I'm from Detroit. I mean, from the Detroit area. Yeah, Tiger has that whole Mary Jane Spider Man thing yeah, going true, on too. True. I'm, boy, now I'm, I'm I'm at a loss. I don't have anything for you. You better not stick me with a <laughs> maybe, lame animal. Maybe by the end of this, we'll have, uh, we'll have yeah. something for you. So let's let's get down to it. Okay, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with? Uh, well, basically, I guess we can describe them as this. Both uh, both. Turbo and superchargers are both really, when you boil it right down to you know bare minimum, they're both air compressors. Uh, yeah, which uh, forced induction systems, they compress the air flowing into the engine. Exactly. Yeah. So you know the uh, the advantage of more air, or do you want me to, to... We should break it down. Okay. All right, good. All right, so the advantage of more air, uh, more... You, you induce more air into the engine. You introduce more air into the engine. Uh, you can also introduce more fuel into the engine. So um, you get, you know, a, a more powerful explosion every time that the, uh, you know, the combustion happens. So, um, you know, you, get, you might have to play with this a little bit on, you know, with your computer or with, um, um, you know, if you're still running the, the carbureted systems or you'd be able to, to adjust more fuel into the into the mix, too. So, um I, you know, obviously, more fuel, more more fire, more bang for your buck. <laughs> exactly, more fuel, more air. Uh, you need more air to do that as well. You can't just up the fuel and expect the same thing to happen. So, uh, this uh, this idea of compressing the air that goes into the cylinder, um, that's really ba- basically all turbo is and all a supercharger is. They just go about it in different ways, mm-hmm. leading to some uh, different advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's some advantages and disadvantages of each one. Um, I guess we. We'll just quickly talk about what the difference is between the two, really, so that um, Boom, yeah. just a, just a general understanding of this, really. Um, and I'll I'll do it super fast. But a supercharger is really just a belt-driven system. Um, it runs like just like any other engine accessory would be would run mm-hmm. uh, via the engine uh, via belt, I guess. You know that. Uh, um, the belt exactly matches the uh, the engine speed, so you know this thing is constantly running. There's no uh, there's no variation in that at all, other than you know it matches the engine speed exactly, and it and it continuously uh, um, causes air. I just caught my pen. Sorry. That was pretty cool, actually. It I just wish uh, yeah, <laughs> video podcast. Yeah, exactly. That was quite a feat. It's uh, what it does. It just continually brings air in in this compressed format, I guess, and allows it to uh, to achieve. Greater power through the entire power band from beginning to end. Um, now, turbo, uh, turbo is exhaust gas driven, and so that means that the faster the engine runs, it runs well. It runs through, um, it runs off the wasted energy that would be uh, otherwise the exhaust gas uh, that spins a turbine, which then compresses air, which feeds it into the induction or the uh, yeah the intake system. Mm-hmm. So, really, I mean. It, it it also works in the same way, you know, through through the power bands. But there's going to be some lag because you're waiting for the exhaust system to kick out the exhaust in order to power the turbines to feed the induction system. So there's mm-hmm. there's a time gap, and that's what you hear about. Uh, that's where you hear about turbo lag, and that's all it is really. It's just the difference, the time between when you when you stomp on the gas and when you really feel that turbo kick in. Uh, supercharger is more instantaneous. Uh, it's it's like I said, it's it's continually running um, at optimum speed, and it matches the engine speed exactly. Right, so a uh, supercharger is a one-to-one match with the engine, yeah. And then a turbocharger, on the other hand, comes in at the the fourth stage of the cycle. Yeah, just so I'm not muddying this up, I yeah. guess, which I think I am. No, you got um, it. I, the I got the, it. Uh, the turbo is more of a reactive system, I guess. Uh, it's reacting to the exhaust 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the exiting gas. And then that causes the air to be, uh, to be compressed in the, on the other side. So there's just that short little bit of lag, but it's enough to bother people enough that they may say, I don't prefer this. I prefer a supercharger. Well, Scott, in their defense, my friend, there are some people who can't afford a turbo lag. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad that my, True. my life is laid back enough. To the, to where it doesn't make too much of a difference for me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not uh, you're not racing, or you're not uh, you don't have a hot rod or something like that. Because another thing is that you know superchargers are the, the cool looking things that stick out of the tops of mm-hmm. uh, of hot rods. They've got a belt that's driven, you know, that's driving them. It's usually a wide belt, probably like a three inch belt or something. It has right. the big yeah. uh, butterfly valves that you see opening sometimes. That's mm-hmm. called they call them blowers. Sometimes they're, they're also known as blowers. Really, it's just a supercharger. Um, but yeah, they make a distinctive sound, and they're really cool looking. And mm-hmm. but they are functional. Wow, they do they do they serve a purpose. Do. Yeah, a lot of people wonder that. I yeah. wondered that before. <laughs> I looked up here, but I know they weren't just ornamentation. But I'll be honest with you, man. At first, I thought maybe they were just there for the look, especially in some of the in some of the more what do you showy, more ostentatious. Racing vehicles? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, they're not uh, definitely not very aerodynamic in design, you know, unless you right. cover them with some type of body apparatus, you know, a scoop or something like that. But you do have to have air flow headed, you know, into these things. If you're talking about the type that you're talking about, the big blowers with the yeah. with the intake valves, sure. you need to have air flow to them, of course. And you, yeah, it's kind of cool looking. You want to see it anyways. You got um, You got a note. A lot of hole. a lot yeah. of other superchargers. You know, they don't really necessarily need this big air intake on the top. And you know, they're they're under the hood. You wouldn't even know that the car had it really. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, they fit under the hood, uh, either off to the side or right on the center of the top. And that's uh, well, that's two different types. There's another type that's called a centrifugal um, supercharger. And that can be mounted um, right in the very front of the engine. And that mm. one looks more like a turbo, only it's truly a supercharger. Okay, so it's still got that one-to-one match. Exactly, yeah. It's running all the time. So I think I can maybe re- read the mind of some of our listeners here. Uh, and they're out there and they're thinking, okay, fine. That's the difference. I get it. Turbocharger at the end of the cycle, uh, supercharger the whole time. Which one do I want? Well, they both can. See, that's the tricky part. Here. Right now, the the supercharger. Um, let's see. The supercharger creates a, the most boost, I guess, or actually an equal amount of boost all the way through the, the power band. Now, to say equal, you know what I mean. It, it's right. matching the engine speed, so it's it's lower, lower, lower. It gets higher and higher as the engine gets you know, faster and faster. However, a turbo. Has to wait for you know has that lag, mm-hmm. but eventually does catch up to it. So it's running at the same speed. So you just have to wait for it with the turbo. But with the supercharger, it's in- instantaneous. So you get uh, if you're going for low RPM boost, you probably want a supercharger. Okay. If you're going for um, slightly lag, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a slight bit of lag, but you still want the same amount of boost. You can go with a turbocharger. But that's if you don't mind the lag at the beginning. Well, now, also, a good question to ask here is uh, one about efficiency, right? Efficiency, sure. We can talk about that. Okay, so from what I understand, <clears throat> logically, actually, uh, with some help from a little website you may have heard of, HowStuffWorks.com, mm. uh, I, I got hipped to the notion that some people would say a turbocharger is actually more efficient. Correct, and that's because it's using wasted energy. Um, you know, it would just be... The exhaust gas flow that uh, that leaves the vehicle and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this is reclaiming that energy in order to drive the motor a little faster, a lot of you know compress more air. It's 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 
it's uh, it's turning a turbine wheel that then you know, runs the air compressor that that adds the air to the cylinder. So yeah, it's it's just using the wasted energy that would be exhaust gas in order to create something that's beneficial for the engine. Where does the energy for the supercharger come from? The supercharger, it's, it's belt driven, so it's all yeah. from the from the engine itself. Right? So from so, whatever the engine's power source is, whether it's like an electric battery or most likely gasoline. Exactly. Or now there are three types of um, three types of superchargers. Okay. There's the roots type. There's the twin screws type. <laughs> sorry, twin, twin screw screw type. Okay. And then there's centrifugal. Okay. I don't know why that was hard for me to say, but it was. It's so, tricky. so roots, twin screw, and centrifugal, and they all have their own, you know, benefits and mm-hmm. and uh, and downsides as well. Now, the the first type, actually, we should just say that um, the roots type is the oldest. Is it the most common as well? It is probably the most common. I can't say at this point if it's the most common or not, but I know that you know a while back it was the most common. Okay. Uh, it's it's the simplest type. Um, it was, now get this, this idea goes way back. So it was patented in 1860. Huh. Yeah, so it goes far, far back. Really? But it was, the idea was that it would ventilate mine shafts. It was an idea to compress air, you know, draw air into a mine shaft that otherwise needed air. I see. Um, simple as, I guess a fan would also work. But yeah. uh, this is a way to get more air into the into the mine shaft. Um, and then as early as 1900, Daimler added a root supercharger to a car engine. So that's the first automobile application. Um, so, you know, like I said, this has gone way, way back. And that was yeah. a roots type as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there, that's the type, type that we call blowers, um, you know, the typical hot rod type favorite. But um, they're also the least efficient because they don't um, – they don't have a continuous flow. These operate in bursts. They operate in, in um, very distinctive, discrete bursts. When you when you hit the hit the fuel, mm-hmm. it operates. Um, it's it's not um, a continuous, simple operate uh, continuous operation, I should say. Okay. Um, now the twin screw type is a, a little bit more efficient, but not the most efficient. And that one is that's one. This is probably the most expensive one. Uh, this one is the most costly to produce because it's it's re- it requires such a um, tight machining process. It requires um, just uh, um, just the most I guess precision in, in the build. Okay. Yeah, in the build, and uh, because the twin screws they're they're fitted together in a way that as the air is drawn in, as it moves down these these screws, it's it's slowly compressed or quickly compressed, I should say, Weird. and that's where it's drawn into the engine. Um, and then the last type is the centrifugal. Um, Supercharger, which is the most efficient design. That's the one at the front, right? Exactly, it's the one at the front, not the one that attaches to the top, like we, you know, like typically think of. Really, so. yeah, okay. we, we usually think of the the top mounted ones. Sure, but um, so that's the three types of superchargers. Um, now they 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 do add horsepower. Mm-hmm. They don't have any lag. They're easier to install typically because they're a bolt-on uh, system. You know, a go on supercharger, yeah. So that, but they, but they are expensive, oh. um, and that's the that's the downside. They're easier to install, they're easier to maintain, easier to service. You know, to eat, a simple operation, but um, again, more expensive. Now, turbos. When you talk about um, oh, one other thing. What's now that, that we're talking about turbos, they, they do have a another disadvantage that I should mention. Um, the disadvantage is that there's, I'm sorry, another advantage that they. Have. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> another advantage. Um, they uh, they don't have any shutdown procedure like a turbo does because, and most people don't do this, but uh, turbo requires you to allow the engine or the turbo rather to cool down after operation. Like if you're out using, uh, you know, doing a lot of 
fast driving, a little spirited driving, sure. uh, it's a good idea to allow this thing to idle down, cool down before you uh, before you just shut off the key. Hmm. Uh, the reason is because they're uh, they're oil cooled, they're air cooled, oil cooled, and uh, you need to allow the oil to fully circulate and cool the entire system before just shutting it down cold. Um, that way, sense. for longevity, yeah. you know, it works a little better. Probably no one does that, though. Exactly. No, not many people do people it. People just I mean, stop I, their cars. People who are extremely serious about it do it, but I had a turbo car one time, and I, I was routinely guilty of just shutting it off. Wh- which one? Uh, it was an Audi. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Those are nice cars. Yeah, it was. And it, I, well, I mean, I just didn't really think about it. And it wasn't that I was always out, you know, vlogging it either. I was just, I was just driving it normally, and I think it was fine. Sure. Right? I never had any trouble with it. Sure. Um, yeah, okay. In the middle of the car chase. Sure, yeah. Okay. So, But they do have – now let's get to the disadvantages and then we'll move on. I disadvantages. Promise. Disadvantages. Um, the, the disadvantages of superchargers is they can consume a lot of horsepower from the engine because it's another – think about it like a giant accessory that you're running. You know, right. when you turn on the uh, the AC, um, you've got something else running off the, off the engine, it, it's going to draw power. Mm-hmm. This can take as much as about 20% of your horsepower away from your engine. Because wow. it takes a lot of energy to run this thing. And now, it's running the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Now, so why would anybody ever consider putting one of these on? Well, because you can gain 46% of what the car is capable of because of the increased combustion. So you're netting 26%. Exactly. Uh, yes. In theory. Yes, in theory. Yeah. And that's, and of course, you got, you got to talk about like reduction of that a little bit because of, um, you know, mechanical efficiencies, things like that, sure. you know, where that goes away. But, um, you do, you do see a lot of benefit from the supercharger. Don't get me wrong, but it does rob a lot of power. So does the turbo. Um, you know, they both do the same thing. But, um, Billy, I mean, it, it, the benefits outweigh the uh, the downside as far as I'm concerned on a supercharger. Theoretically, theoretically, just, I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Because I, you know, one thing that is that is true, and a very good point that you're making, is that when we say it sucks up an average of twenty percent. But gives out forty percent, or it increases output by forty six percent. Then we have to permit, or we have to assume some some give there, some margin there for uh, road conditions, driver style, which mm-hmm. is huge. Like the way you ride the the gas pedal is, it does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and there's um, there's there's a lot more to it than just that. I mean, it's sure. it's your altitude. I mean, where where you are oh, in the good world. One. Good one. Uh, if you're at sea level or if you're in the mountains, that mm-hmm. matters dramatically. I mean, just the uh, the uh, the atmospheric pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, that that matters for turbos as well. Um, there's just, there's a, a variety of things that can uh, come into play at this point. Now it could be installation issues as well. Maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't installed right. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not matched your engine well. Maybe mm-hmm. it's uh, maybe it's not the one that you should have. Um, you know, maybe you're trying to overdo it and you're not getting the full benefit out of it, but it's taking more power than it should. Um, there's or a lot maybe, to maybe it's on a Geo Metro. In which case, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's one of those. Yeah, things. we shouldn't criticize anybody for wanting to put yeah. a put a supercharger on anything. Right, I'd, right. I'd put it on my lawnmower if I could. Really? Yeah. Well, sure. Why not? Do you yeah. have a push mower? Uh, I do. <laughs> You're fooling I do, yourself, so I would, buddy. I do. So I'd have to run. You have a jog mower yeah, now. I would. I'd have a, uh, a sprint mower. Dude, before we before we get. Too far in, you know, it just occurred to me, and I have to apologize to this guy when we get his name, but this, we had a listener suggest this. Mm, okay. And, um, you know, I am sorry, sir, from the internet. Name escapes me right now, but we're going to get back to you. We didn't forget about you. No, no, we'll pick it up later. We'll, we'll pick figure it up. out, uh, mm-hmm. figure out who it was and give you, uh, credit later. A shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, I guess we should talk about 
turbochargers a little yes, bit. Yes, um, yes, sir. Some of the upsides, downsides of those. Um, more efficient. More efficient. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're they're it's arguably more efficient. It's theoretically um, more yeah, it's efficient. Yeah, theoretically more efficient. Right. Okay, because uh, as we talked about before, it uses the exhaust gas. Now, these things spin an incredible rate of speed. Now, the the, uh, the superchargers, I think they spin around fifty or 60,000 RPMs, something like that, which is yes, really quick. Correct. Now, a turbo can spin somewhere in the neighborhood of 150,000 RPMs. Uh, and that's that, that little wheel that's compressing the, uh, compressing the air mm. before it enters your engine. 150,000 RPMs. So as you can imagine... That requires um, some pretty intense bearings and cooling. Yeah. So the bearings are really there's a fluid bearing, uh, which is something kind of uh, well, that's kind of interesting. A little different. It's, uh, yeah, it supports the tur- uh, the turbine shaft on on a thin layer of oil, and of course that not only helps reduce friction, but it also cools the uh, the shaft as well. So that you know this thing's spinning out of control. I mean that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. That's why you need to cool these things down, uh, which I didn't do. Um, but there's also, and you can get some that have ball bearings. Now, the ball bearing systems are very expensive because they are extremely precise, and they apparently mm. use, or they, they provide less friction than the fluid bearings even do. Really? Yeah, which you wouldn't think. Wow, I know, that's, that's, some, that's some high-tech engineering. Exactly. Right I don't have any idea what the, you know, the materials are, the cost yeah. of them versus a fluid bearing. But I, I can't imagine the cost. That's got to be a race application. I'm going to make totally unfounded predictions okay. say that those kind of bearings are either coming from Germany, Japan, or Italy. Like really, I would. I, you know what? Maybe the. US. I don't know. Maybe the. US. No, I don't. I don't know. I just don't know where the big ball bearing manufacturers are because um, you'd be surprised where you know some of these little components True. crop up. And you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. But I'm saying just as far as. Uh, track record for oh. high-end uh, automotive or just precision engineering. You're feeding stereotypes. Am I feed? Are they stereotypes? Yeah, I think you are. are. You really? I think so. Oh man, I'm sorry. But that's if okay. I'm no, anybody, you know, you may be exactly right, and then I'll have to eat my words. But uh, I would. I never want you yeah. to eat your words, man. <laughs> I'm totally on your team. We'll just forget it ever happened. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, okay, so, so well, seriously, we'll the it. physical ball bearings would be better than the fluid ball bearings? In in some situations, yes, because and now I'm sure there's some lousy ones out there. Right, That, that, that happens. Yeah. You know, someone makes a cheap turbo. Um, now, the, we're talking about the extreme high-end, very, very expensive uh, turbos that, that use these ball bearings versus the fluid bearings. And uh, the fluid bearings are more typical, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I mean, it sounds like something kind of exotic, but it's not. Yeah, it's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean they're expensive systems, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. They're not they're not cheap. Um, let's see. I guess we can talk about uh, there's there's a wastegate on a turbo, which um, the supercharger does not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, wastegate all it does really is re- release excess pressure that's built up. So if it's uh, um, if the, uh, the turbine blades turbine blades aren't spinning fast enough and the gas pressure builds up too much, the wastegate pops open. You've probably heard it on a turbo car before. Uh, you hear it kind of accelerate away, it whines, and then you hear kind of a like an exa- like an exhale almost from it. It's like a psh. Oh. Yeah, and you'll hear it between each huh. gear. Yeah. If they get okay. to the very top yeah. end of the, the revs, you hear that sound. Mm-hmm. That's the wastegate opening up. And that's adjustable on some turbos, and, um, you know, that that's... I don't know. That's kind of an interesting thing that you'll you'll if you pay attention, you'll hear that often in some of the like the sport import tuner type cars that you'll see on the road. And for some people, this is going to be like one of those once you've heard it, you can't unhear it things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I hear it all the time now. Yeah, I guess I'm paying attention or just listening for it because sure. once once you hear it, you know exactly what it is, and you'll hear it all the time. Um, 
I've got one for you. Sure. I got. I don't want to blindside you with this. Yeah, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> and this is. I asked this as a representative of some interested parties at the office. Uh, wh- What's the what's the best uh, thing for someone to put on their car aftermarket? Really, a bolt-on horsepower adding type uh, type accessory. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with supercharger. You're gonna go with supercharger. I'm gonna go with supercharger. Now, I mean, with what we've said here today, right, right. you know, the benefits and the the downsides mm-hmm. and everything. I'm gonna go with supercharger. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive, but it's a bolt-on accessory that you could you could do this yourself if you had you know. Basic knowledge, if you're able to do something like this on your... If you feel like you could tackle something like this. Basics, patience, well, and some free time. And I, I don't even mean... Ba- I guess maybe a little bit more than basic. If mm-hmm. you are if you feel pretty confident with the tools, mm-hmm. um, I think you should do it. Yeah, that's probably one of the best things. And then from there, you know, it, intake and then exhaust, of course, is the next thing. Uh, yeah. To kind of free that flow up, you know, past the engine. So um, I think those two things are probably the best thing you could do. Um, depends on the engine, though. Like I, I drive a Honda, and I know that my my car benefits greatly from a, you know adding air. A lot of air is the best thing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't ha- it doesn't get enough right now. Hondas can zip, get some zip when they get enough yeah, air. Yeah, exactly, now. exactly. A lot of air, uh, and of course, free flowing exhaust, and that that's one of the biggest modifications that people do usually is intake and exhaust. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you add a supercharger to that, you know why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Throw one in the mix. Well, I mean, do you have a, a preference on this? Are you going to say like spinning rims or something? Or um, I- I'm going to go. I'm going <laughs> to do something. Neon highlights? <laughs> I'm going to do something a little bit different from my usual MO. Uh, and I am going to agree with you that I uh, I think the upfront cost in the beginning uh, is worth the, all the headaches you're saving yourself uh, as far as the, the maintenance goes. Um, as far as installation, all the time you're saving yourself if you're one of those people who would shut down a turbocharger properly. Mm-hmm. No offense. Um, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying is, like, I'm saying that initial cost at, at the beginning, uh, you can make a very easy argument that it pays you back yeah, later now you're, on. You're talking about several thousand dollars. So right. it takes a long time, mm-hmm. but if you truly enjoy it, it's worth it to you. If you, I mean, if you enjoy the, the feel of, a, of your car performing better. Uh, it's it's definitely worth it. You know what I want to hear, man? I want to hear some listener opinions on both sides of this debate. Yeah, sure, because there's no there's no real right answer. I mean, I guess right. maybe for each vehicle and each each style of driving. Like if you're going to be at the drag strip, you'd want this. If you're going to sure. be at uh, the autocross event, you're mm-hmm. going to want this. Um, and it depends on the car too, mm-hmm. and it depends on the driver and what they what they want. Um, it, it, there's there's no one definitive right answer that you know you have to have this, or you have to have that. Um, I don't know. It's just pure opinion. So our first, you heard it here, guys. Our first car stuff uh, listener mail request is uh, for you guys to uh, let us know which you prefer, turbocharger, supercharger, and why. Mm-hmm. Sound yeah. sound reasonable, Scott? Sounds reasonable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. As long as uh, as long as the why is there, yeah. Because uh, you know there has to be some reasoning behind why it would be a good idea. <laughs> Don't um, just put turbocharger. Lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I think that's a reasonable request. So, oh, you know, what? one quick thing before yes, we uh, before we wrap up. Yeah. Combining the two systems together. Blow my mind, man. Give me the elevator it's speech. It's possible, but not very common at all. Uh, it's really not common at all. But what it does is, if you if you combine a turbocharger and a supercharger together, uh-huh. um, it, it's it's 
It's very rare, but um, I've heard of a couple instances of it. In our article, we mentioned a VW Golf GT. I've also heard of a Skyline GTR that has this, a Nissan, um, but twin turbo, twin supercharged as well. So weird, extreme amount of power. I mean, I mean these cars, the, no matter what, but what? Is it more than the sum of its parts then in that uh, what do you mean? The, the, oh, sure, yeah. Because when you twin turbo, it, usually twin turbo or quad turbo engines, mm-hmm. extremely high output. Uh, can you can imagine if it's twin supercharged and twin turbocharged, you, you're getting. It's I don't know about the uh, the numbers here because I don't right, have them in yeah. front of me, but um, in, incredible gains in horsepower. Um, so the idea is that the turb the turbos feed the supercharger, uh-huh. uh, the boosted air. So the, oh. so you're starting with boosted air. And then the boosted air is then is then force fed into into the engine with the with the superchargers, and then that drives the, the turbos even faster. And it just can, it's just a big feedback loop. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And and now it virtually eliminates any lag as well because you're starting with two systems because you get the benefits of the supercharger, which are instant to the mm-hmm. engine power. Yeah. And then the uh, the turbo, which is feeding. Um, Again, compressed air to the superchargers, so you can imagine the amount of air and fuel that that thing is burning. Yeah, can you imagine the, the the mileage on that? Know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I don't think that really comes into it. But what it does is it's just it's just a way to balance this this power curve that mm-hmm. um, you know you got the I, I guess disadvantages of each one are kind of negated by the other one. Nice. So um, yeah, it's a good system, but it's very costly, I'm sure, and to get everything to work out exactly right because a turbo setup. Requires um, exhaust exhaust work. I mean, whereas a, a you know supercharger is the bolt on, um, you know just bolt on accessory, which really help you. But uh, if you're going to add a turbo to your car, it's a lot more extensive than if you were just to add a supercharger. Now these we're talking about, of course, they're made at the factory. Sure. You know, or, yeah. or a uh, probably not a factory, but more of a speed shop where this is what they do all day, and you know, of course, they can do it quickly. Yeah, this is not DIY stuff. No, no, exactly. Is he? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure somebody has done it, but uh, it requires a lot of skill. Right. Okay. You're right. You're right. Uh, let's unoffend that listener for sure. most people. <laughs> that one DIY. listener, because there might be one out there. You, on sir, are extraordinary. Yes. Congratulations. Correct. Um, and I guess we've done, I don't know, Scott, I think we've done a pretty good job breaking this down. Uh, we've done a job of it. We've done a job of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what about you guys? Tell us what you think. Send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. We'll see you next time. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.